Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast Mother's Day edition. I'm your host, Mrs. Kasher. Oh, I love the sound of that. Why didn't you change your name? Um, I would have if your last name was something cool. You don't think casher, like money, cash, money, er, is cool? You should have. Here's what I think. It's okay. You should have changed your name <laughs> to my name because of my gender. I'm because of my maleness. Mm. Doesn't that make sense in a way? Yeah, that sounds really cool. Roseanne Arnold. Think of it. Think of it. Think of it. Roseanne Arnold. That she, was weird that she did that. That she married an obscure comedian and it started going by Arnold? <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. Well, because Roseanne Barr is a good name. Uh, B-A-R-R. It's like kind of like. And she was famous. And she was famous. She was freaking famous. And they went together like Roseanne Arnold. It kind of makes her. If you're just looking at names, makes you a little more basic. Roseanne Barr. That's like a little bit more like. You raise the bar. Yes, exactly. But you're a Benedict Arnold. Think about it. Everybody should think about things. Um, Actually, that's not the regressive um, male centric uh, position I wanted to take on today's episode. Mm. I don't care. I, I would have not let you change your name to my name. Actually, that would have said you're crazy. That doesn't make sense from a branding perspective. If you pronounced it Kasher, like Nata- Kasher? Natasha Kasher, like that, I would do that. Oh, that sounds I awful. don't think it sounds good. I'm just saying like it I've, has to have flow. I've known a lot of people, you included, that have um, names that their families pronounce in a not snobby way that have decided they're going to start going in the snobby way. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Like my friend, uh, Michael, uh, everybody in the family calls it uh, Brailliard, but he goes by Brailliard. As he should. Brailliard is a dumb last name. <laughs> and you. A lot of your family pronounce it, what, Ligara? Ligero. Ligero. But you, you brought some lightness to it. You call yourself a Ligero. Yeah, but that's because that's what, you know, the old ancestors said. And it's the also, real. that's how they would pronounce it in college. And to be fair, they also probably said Breillard back in the French countryside when they were ripping crusts off of loaves mm-hmm. and eating brie. Now, Natasha, I have a different um, regressive male position that I wanted to bring up. Is this about how you think Mother's Day should be for your mommy? Well, it's a... It's, and you don't want to... It's tell our kid that she needs to get me a present and start prepping her. That's not it at all. I think Mother's Day, and I think it happened in my generation, because I don't remember it always being this way. Mother's Day has become a sham for Big Mother. And <laughs> and they've started manipulating men into thinking that it's their responsibility to celebrate. Of course it 
they're, is. Moshe, the, you do the, not get it. Their wife and the mother of their children. But that's not it at all. It's actually your child is supposed to celebrate the mother. And you're supposed to celebrate your mother. It's Mother's Day. It's not I know a Mother's Day. Do you remember on Father's Day, you came up to your office and we decorated your door to your office and said, Happy Father's Day. You think our child would have gotten out the scotch tape and had the idea to do that? You're misunderstanding me. I'm all for that. I, I support um, uh, Father's Day. Father's Day is a good uh, is a good day. No, I'm all for parents helping the kid honor their parent. That totally makes sense to me. What I'm talking about is... You know, we went to soccer class with our kid on Mother's Day. Yeah, and how many of the mothers showed up? None of them. Except me. Right. That doesn't make sense because the kid is supposed to be with the, mo- the mom. Why are you letting your your wife mother sleep in as if she needs extra time to not engage in motherhood? In fact, hold on. Here's my wildest perspective. You don't even have a perspective. You're just being funny. No. Here's my wildest perspective. Actually, you should let the father sleep in that day. Because you're the mother. You should go mother. Like, I should be chilling. Moshe. I should, I should do Mother's the- Day, it's very nice that all those fathers gave uh, all the moms two hours off from the uh, soccer fields. Yeah, it's very nice. And they've been manipulated into that niceness by the, maybe the greeting card industry. By Big Mother. Big Mother. Big Mama and Big Mama's House 2 starring Martin Lawrence. See, you're now, this is what I don't like. You're pretending like this is your ironic take when really it's your real take. Well, it's- <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to make the viewers think that you're just making jokes when really that's what you think. First of you all. You really do think that you should only be celebrating your mom. I think I should be, first of all, let me stop you there. Uh, first of all, they're listeners, not viewers. Even when they're on YouTube, they're listeners. And second of all, they're not even listeners. They're family to me. Our our podcast listeners are family. And by the way, they came out in, in record numbers. We sold out our show at the Netflix is a Joke Festival, and it was so freaking nice. It was such a good show, and you'll hear it very soon. But, but I support the part where I engender in our child... Um, a love of you and get help her get a gift and help her make the day special for you. She did give me a beautiful um, stone from the crystal shop. Tiger eye. She gave me a round tiger eye and she said that it would help me make money. Make money. She now said that it would I was involved work. with. That I was involved with. She wanted to get you a stone of love and I said, no, we're getting her a stone of money. Uh, that's just a joke. Wait, you took her to the uh, gemstone place? Yeah, I took her to the gemstone place. That was actually very funny. The woman at the gemstone place at the flea market, we were like, uh, I was telling her that each of the gems had like a property. I mean, not that I'm a big gem believer. What, how funny would that be? I'm like very anti-ghost, but I fully, fully, fully <laughs> believe in the power of Crystal. crystals and gems. But I was asking her, like, ask the lady what this one does. And the woman would come over and go, oh, that one. That one? is very good with protection. I'll be like, great. We go to the next gym. What about this one? Oh, that one? That one is protection. And like all of the gems, I was like, do you know, are you just making this up? <laughs> They're just all protection and financial boons. Anyway. I'm- no, they say you hold a stone and if it mo- and you shut your eyes and while it's in your hand, if you start to move forward, that is the stone you need. Oh my God. That's what my friend told me who took me to a crystal shop. <laughs> Okay, so if you fall... What do you want from me? I'm just giving you information. It's interesting. Anyway, we also got you a really nice bouquet of dried flowers. They were like... Oh my God, it was so sweet. Moshe gave me this bouquet and he I was, didn't give it to you. Oh, that I didn't was give it her. to you. The child gave it to you because I don't get you gifts on Mother's Day because you're not my mommy. No, but you, what you did was perfect, but I also feel like this is my fourth time like... Get, like being in your face telling so you you have what to you did tell was, her to get me something. what you did was perfect but here's a little bit of no, way no, that you was, didn't do it no it was well. so cute because you don't you think flowers are a waste of money no actually these were perfect <laughs> no i know that's what i'm saying this bouquet was so you because it was dried but they didn't look dried so that was pretty impressive i'll post a picture i don't know where you got these but moshe was so proud because he said They'll last a year. Yeah, that's what I hate about flowers. It's so weird. It's like, hey, here's some rotting vegetation. You can throw it away in a week or you can forget about it and eventually it will become like a stinky eyesore. I hate flowers, but I get them for you because I know you love them. So romantic. Well, anyway, that's my big point. Here's some dying detritus. That's what you should have the card say. (laughs) Uh, Here's a salad that's rotting. 
And then my child gave me this really pretty card where she just said how good of care, how good a care I take of her. But she said it in like four different ways. You're always there. She was like, you're always there. You always take good care of me. Whenever I need someone to take care of me, you're there to take care of me. It kind of suggests that you hover. (laughs) I know. I was almost (laughs) feeling like, shouldn't she like, like one other thing about me besides how well I care for her? Every time I turn my head to the right or left, I see your face (laughs) mere inches away from it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to post it and you guys tell me because she did... She did recite it, and you wrote it. So I didn't write it. Oh, her teacher wrote it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna post that. You guys, let me know if I'm too big of a helicopter parent. No, but that's not the issue. The issue here is weigh in on what I'm saying here. I'm supposed to spend time with my mom. My child is supposed to spend time with her mom. I'm supposed to help her spend time with her mom. I'm not supposed to let you sleep in and make you breakfast in bed because why? you're Why? Why should you I? You do need to do that part. Why? You're not my mommy. Oh, I honor your I honor you. You know all this honor. Moshe, how many posts did you You sound so dumb right how now. How many Okay, let me put it this way then if you think I sound dumb. How many posts <laughs> did you see? On Father's Day, of all these women going like, this man, this special man on Instagram, he, he, I, without him, the child-rearing process would have been not. But this special man, the father of fathers, you never saw that. But every single person in my feed was posting pictures of their lover, talking about this is the best mom Listen, in the world. I don't need a, I don't need a post. Here's what I need. What you need? Bring me some coffee in bed my one time a year. You're not my mom. Go get your own coffee. Moshe, nobody agrees with you. I bet. Here Now, let me tell you this. Some people who don't have wives agree with you. Let me tell you this. Here's a position that I am. Sh- I'm pretty sure you're right. No one will agree with me. In fact, I predict I'm going to get um, a lot of people saying I'm a fucking idiot. Okay. But I stand by what I'm saying. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I was I went to a dinner the other night. Yeah. To promote our show Rat in the Kitchen on TBS. Mm-hmm. And I was sit- seated across from a woman mm-hmm. and she was like. Yeah, the pandemic. I was saying how hard it was. She's like, yeah, my, well, my husband, he brings me coffee and breakfast in bed every day. And then guess what? That, she said, what? but during the pandemic, and then she kind of made this face. She said, it was lunch too. <laughs> <laughs> so they're oh, out there. She's going to write that. Wait, was she saying it like, I feel he, bad telling you that because yes, he's so awesome or I'm over so it? he's so awesome. Oh, I read it differently. Like she was like, ugh. Now, no. I always thought he was sweet. I found out he's a clingy little bitch. No, in the during the pandemic, he brought her not just breakfast and coffee in bed, but lunch too. And while she worked and you she know worked what he from brought, her bed for you, some reason. You know what he brought her for dinner? What? Under glass, a pair of his a uh, pair of his balls, and he was like, "Here you go." Listen, See, you married a real man, Natasha. That's the problem here. You married a real man, and I don't I, cut I love myself that out. You're trying. Mm-hmm. I, let me ask you this: yeah. Who gets up with our child every morning? Uh, you get up more often with our child by far. Okay, so that you don't think thing. that on Mother's Day it might be cool for you to get up early with? First her? of all, don't silently burp during the podcast. Uh, second of all. W- I'll do. How about I do it on your birthday and Valentine's Day? I'm all I'm saying is I reject oh the notion that because you're a mother that the father should do the, the take. I don't get that part. I've got a mother. I got a mother. I have to bring her breakfast in bed and gently kiss her forehead that, and rub her feet. You would too. <laughs> have you ever rubbed Wait, her feet? My mom. Yeah. Oh, I've never rubbed her feet. You know, my dad used to make me rub his feet. That's very bizarre and disturbing a little bit. It's one I of those don't like me- it. one of those memories when you get older, you look back and go, "That seems bad, actually." Yeah, he would make me rub his feet, but then I'm like, also on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, it seems a little creepy, but also if I could indoctrinate someone in my household to, to that one of their duties was to rub my feet, that would be kind of cool, actually. I would rub my kids' feet if they were sick. Would you let them rub your feet if you were tired? They, I would rather go pay for a massage. Wait, Natasha, aside from my unbelievably brilliant... Which your dad didn't want to do. What's that? Pay for a massage. I guess that's right. He already had an in-house masseuse. But like his standards must have been pretty low. <laughs> Eight-year-old foot massage. <laughs> uh, wait, Natasha, aside from my unbelievably brilliant points I've been making this whole podcast episode, we've left out a huge thing. It was Mother's Day, and you're not just a mother. You're not just... Um, uh, some mom that's always there, always there, ever there, always there. You're also actually about to become a published 
author on a primer about motherhood and how to rear a child in the apocalypse. Natasha, tell us. This is a big announcement. Natasha wrote a book. I wrote a book. It's called The World Deserves My Children, and it is now available for pre-order. So uh, why don't you pre-order it? And then maybe we'll figure out a way for, because I know some people will want to listen to a book. Audiobook. Audiobook. Yeah, they're called... And I haven't recorded that yet. Right, and you'll probably say to all the viewers listening to my audiobook, because of earlier, remember, when you called our listeners viewers? (laughs) Okay, well, check it out. My book is now available for pre-sale. Sign up for it. Whenever I love someone, I always sign up for the pre-sale. Pre, you know, like the the pre... Like, it's basically you guarantee that you get one and you're showing that... Uh, you want one, and it's just. Can I can I hype up? You're doing a lot of talking about the the uh, technicalities of what pre-ordering means, <laughs> but can I hype up the well, book itself? Well, because it's not out yet, so I feel like I have to have that caveat. Well, let me hype up the book itself. I read the book. Uh, you did because, read it because I'm close to the author, and I gotta say, it's it's like it's insightful and it's very personal and it's very sweet and, and very good. But it is so ev- like evisceratingly funny. It's like joke, joke, joke per minute. With a really, really good emotional core, but it's such a good book. And I'm glad you, that you thought it. it so thought it was so funny it's because so funny. I feel like for me, I really feel like it's important to talk about my um, journey through motherhood and what I would suggest people do and do in the right amount of time. You know, like you kind of have to freeze your eggs by the time you're 38. But I, I, I did 37 though. That's kind of the, 38's the cutoff now. Well, I, that's probably why our child was born with a goatee. <laughs> but I will say most parenting books that I've looked at or read, even by comedians, and I'm not knocking those books, they're all good, but they all lean towards the direction of sincerity because of the topic at hand. But you did, I thought, a really cool thing, which is that you definitely, like I said, it does have heart and it is really sweet, but it definitely is more... I want it to a, be informative. But it's more of a comedy book than it is a like heartfelt... Uh, to me, I it's thought that was... It's a comedy book, but it contains the pearls of wisdom to have children. I'm just because saying... Because there's this one book I read that nobody ever talks about, about how you got to like stick your finger like not just ovulating but you have to like stick your fingers up your vagina like every day if you're trying to figure out when you have the egg white consistency see and just consistency see but this is why all i can say can i just say though this is why no one talks about it because as soon as you start talking about what you really need to know the information you need to be able to have a child People like you, people like me are like, ew, can you please not say that? Let me just say this. I normalize egg white consistency. Vagina talk. meringue pie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, though, I'm not like I'm not a, a, a troglodyte. Like I, I. Yeah, I made a face. You're with, not. You're like, oh, Mother's Day. Make your own coffee, bitch. What, I, what am I from King of the Hill now? <laughs> Let me just say, I, I look. Listen, I'm not a caveman. Like, yes, I made the face on egg white consistency, but when it comes to the the part before that, right? What did mm. you say, egg white consistency? But what's before that? How do you get to the egg white? You do what? You stick your fingers up your. I did that to badge. a number of women um, in my teenage and twenties, and and even cool. into my thirties. That's really helping cool of them, you. helping them um, along their journey. You know, so I definitely am. I, I'm a, I'm an ally in that way. Um, Natasha's book is so great. It's called. Uh, the world deserves my children, and it's all about her ch- her journey into motherhood, her experiences as kind a young of like person. Kind like comedic essays. They're really funny. You don't have to like read it all the way through, but I mean that is recommended. But you can also skip like chapter nine because that's just an interview with Moshe. You could skip that one, but all I'll say is pre-order that book because you don't have to be a mom to like this book. That's what's cool about how funny it is, is that it's a laugh out loud, really, really funny book about Natasha, her experience, and the ultimate experience of her life, which was meeting me and um, (laughs) being able to be with me. Hey, Tosh. Yamos. You know, for a couple of fashion plates, the two of us truly are bad at dressing our child in the latest trends. Yeah, I just kind of like put on whatever she will wear i'm doing sackcloth recently cute it's not cute and that's where stitch fix kids comes in 
Because keeping up with your kids' growth spurts and changing tastes can be a challenge. You know, we got this amazing box. We took the little quiz. Mm -hmm. And there's so many cute things. And we're going to Europe. And now she's going to be dressed so cute. And I'm so So excited. I mean, all those little French snob children are going to look at our child and go, now that is an American beauty. Stitch Fix Kids is the effortless way to get clothes that fit your kid and price range with items starting at just $10. With your feedback and input, Stitch Fix learns about your kid's tastes, which hopefully are your tastes. And I guess your kids can have their own taste, right? Well, at four, her tastes are definitely our tastes. She and- generally <laughs> likes to dress in 15 Disney princess tutus at once. And that's <laughs> why we're grateful that Stitch Fix stepped in, sent us a box of really cute stuff. These little cute pajamas, this really cute t-shirt. Oh my God, the swimsuit. The, the swimsuit, the sunglasses. She's going to look like a real ingenue. And it's so cheap. Oh, you didn't even see the shoes. They're cute. Oh, my God. Your kid can try on pieces at home before you buy and just keep what they love and send back the rest. Plus, shipping returns and exchanges are always free. They made it so easy. And there's no subscription required. Simply order a refresh as needed or set it and forget it. With regular seasonal fixes, you're in control. Try today at stitchfix.com slash honeymoon and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your kid's fix. That's what I call a fatty D. A fat discount. Ooh. That's stitchfix.com slash honeymoon for 25% off when you keep everything in your kids fixed. Stitchfix.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Are you doing an Australian and or New Zealand accent by uh, any chance? No, I'm not. Near? Near. Well, if you are doing an Australian accent, that's good timing because I wanted to talk to the folks out there about... KiwiCo. I love KiwiCo. I feel like I wouldn't know what to do with my child on the weekends if it weren't for KiwiCo. That's right. They send you this box full of toys and STEM games and challenges and puzzles. And it's so fun for kids. And when our kid gets it, she lights up. She goes, she goes, Morm, Morm, did did my KiwiCo come? Or something like that. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to their door every month. Also, it has her name on it, so she loves it when it comes. You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are, too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. When they open these boxes, it's always a yes. It's never a nar. So check out KiwiCo. You can get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code HONEYMOON at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code HONEYMOON. Step into spring and celebrate the season of discovery with a KiwiCo subscription that'll have you saying, no, near, yeah. Could have done without that tag. So in honor of my book, we are going to answer some of the questions that have been coming in about parenting. What a great idea. We went through them all. We've had texts. We've had emails. People want some answers. So for, and also, you know, in return for me answering your question. Pre-order that book? Pre-order that book. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, here's some, here's a question. Their, their icon, their little handle here is a child. That's always a good sign. How to be a functional stoner around my kid as she grows up. Ah, fascinating mm. question. Fascinating question. How do you mid- balance pot smoke smoking with raising your kid? But what's your answer, Natasha? I mean, to me, the main issue around smoking pot is safety and making sure that your child is always safe. So I recently read an interview or I read something that said that apparently it stays you can stay stoned for up to three hours after you're stoned. So you just have to be careful in terms Wait, of driving. The article said you can stay stoned up to three hours after they're, you're stoned. Was were, it it well, was written by somebody stoned? <laughs> well, they were just saying that after you've gotten high... Yeah. You need to wait three hours before you like operate machinery, which is a car. I The part I'm so having... So that seems important. Part I'm having a hard time with here is um, uh, around my child. Like... What your child doesn't need to know that you smoke pot and you don't need to smoke around your kid. Just go away and smoke. Well, they they probably want to know like what other I mean, I just feel like a stoned person, as long as they're uh, full of immediacy and, you know, present, they're present. 
I don't think that's bad to be around a child. Yeah, it's probably more fun, actually, to have a stoned parent than to have a parent that's fiendin'. Right. Here's a tip for uh, the functional stoners out there. Hide the gummies. Go ahead oh, and that's hide very important. the gummies. That's what I'm saying, the safety aspect. Because you don't want to be getting your kid high on 16 uh, gummy candies yeah, that are going to send them have, to the hospital. You have to have a dedicated place that's high up where you keep your weed. Yeah, you get a gun safe and put the gummies in there. But keep call it your the gummies. gun safe. Uh, here's another tip, I think. Hmm. Well, not even a tip, but about like assuaging guilt, you know, People feel guilty because they get stoned and they're a parent. They think they shouldn't. You know what no one's ever done because hmm. they were so high on pot? What? Come home angry and start hitting the kids. <gasps> but the alcohol, that's that shit happens all the time. Rageaholic people come home drunk and the kids are scared. Nobody ever cowered in the corner because daddy was uh, smoked a blunt. That now, is so true. Or is it? Now, I wonder if we're going to get an angry email from somebody. I but, mean, growing up, I this was very real to me. And I don't know anyone who... I mean, I've never heard of pot smokers. I think what... I have to say, pot wasn't that big in the 80s. When we grew up, were people smoking pot? It seemed like they were either on cocaine and rich mm-hmm. or they were just like drunks. Well, I don't know. I didn't grow up in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s. I'm much younger than you. No, and I And it was huge. The chronic. You're five Snoop years younger dog. than me, but I do feel like it's the same genre. I think pot was pretty big, always. Really? Among adults? I mean, I don't know. Among I kids, for sure. But I'm saying growing up, my parents. The parents were always like. I grew up in the Bay Area, hon. So it was different. Uh, I see. Everybody smoked pot. And oh, uh. You know what I do think, not to short shrift. I didn't know anyone who smoked pot, anyone's parents who smoked pot, oh, but I, I knew did. a lot of alcoholics when uh, I was young. Not to short shrift anybody's trauma. I think a lot of people felt like their parent uh, who smoked pot was was could become checked out. So that's another thing for this parent who wants to not to become a functional stoner. As your kid, I believe this. If you're going to get high, you are responsible now that you're a parent of really and honestly interrogating and regulating the amount you get high and the amount that it makes you out of it. Like you have to be responsible mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not one of these people that smokes pot so much, you're not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing as a parent. Like you really have to know and be honest with yourself to make sure that you're not creating, it's not as bad of a trauma as you know rage and getting hit obviously but it's still a pretty bad trauma if somebody's so high that they're kind of like checked out so check yourself before you wreck your kids <laughs> no that's good to know and you don't want to be someone who gets high and then is only able to be nice to their partner or their child or their mom or whoever if they're high right you I- want to make sure you're like checking that that you're having some like good feelings and like that feeling of being high but not being high is that a thing that you're only well, nice I just remember, to some people when I, you I, get high i remember a mother i knew saying who had older children who who told me i like when my son is high he's nicer to me oh that's bad i think so. i mean i don't think it's bad but i just think like you need to make sure that you can be nice and i you think be that normal yeah and that, i think that could translate to your partner as well you don't want to like only be able to deal with your partner if you're stoned or only mm-hmm. be able to deal with your kid if you're stoned. You know, you just want to balance it. Here's a good question. Should we change the subject? Well, I was just... You want some more? I'm so sorry. Go no, ahead. No, no, it's good. No, please, what? No, I just saw something. I averted my eyes. What, a rat? No. A rat in the rat in the basement? Worse than a rat. Um, A mouse? A tarantula? A nicotine packet that you put out of your mouth. On the- Why would you bring <laughs> that up on the podcast? It's so humiliating. Is it this because of Mother's Day? I just my eyes went to it, so okay. Sorry, I don't know what to do. Um, well, one thing you could not do is bring it up on the broadcast that we put out to literally four million people a week. You know, four million people a week listen to this podcast. Anyway, let's move on. This is a good one for us. Okay, you do one now. I've only got one child, and I feel inclined to make play dates for her, but I dislike other school moms. Help. I mean, it's like. Be lucky that you're not dating to try to find a mate to make a child because that takes a lot of dates. Like you just have to go on a bunch of dates. You know, you got to find someone who doesn't annoy the shit out of you. And it's only an hour and try to meet them. You know, here's what we do sometimes. Um, but I like the kids at, at the school that we that our kids go to. But Yeah, well, you got to say that at this point, don't you? No, sometimes <laughs> I get busy and I'm like, well, we are going to be at this park for this thing at 12. 
So come at 10 or but, come after. And then like, I've been able to meet friends that way. But you're you're already going to be at a park. We're lucky because a bunch of our friends had kids at the same time. That's now, it true. seems like this person, I based know, on her hard. avatar, is very young. And maybe her friends don't have kids. And so she's having to saddle herself uh, with these other parents that she finds annoying. And she has an only child. So there's like a lot of added stress. Like, dude, we saw our friends the other last night. They were out to dinner with two kids. And you forget, like, these people with two kids, their kids are just, like, having a f- fun-ass time under the picnic table where they're eating. Like, right. they're always engaged and playing with someone else. Whereas with us, we're constantly trying to entertain our children, our child because they don't have anybody else and they're becoming increasingly with every day uh, more socially awkward and weird <laughs> and adult-like in a no, way that is disturbing. she's not. But still, it's like... Oh, here's another tip yeah. for this question. Classes. I was just going to say. Classes that you can, because here's the thing, even if the kid is two right now, soon they'll be three and then they'll be four. And once they're four, you can drop them off at classes that are like an hour and a half while you, like our child just started a cooking class and then we can go run errands or do our thing or whatever you need to do in this hour and a half. And an hour and a half isn't long, but the real thing is your kid gets to socialize. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. Um, I am with you and I think classes are good because you can sit in the in the bleachers at a sports thing and the coach takes over and you just text. You don't have to worry about the other moms or you find classes where the type of moms that are going to be there or dads that are going to be there are more likely to be your kind of people. So if you're into funky stuff, you know, you go to like, uh, you know, a, 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 a like rock, rock music kind of training I don't classy think so, kind honey. of not not of these classes where you drop your kid off no i'm saying go to classes where your kind of people are going to be attracted to it right so if you're like a hipster you know you go to like a uh, who knows some kind of like poetry kind of music class that's in your zone or whatever and if you're a drug addict then you take you take your kid to a, a cannabis extraction class and where they learn how to make dabs like stuff like that and then you'll find the moms that are like you all right let's do another one okay here's a good one from someone called the Photo Birds, best practice for rehousing tortoises. What's that have to do with <laughs> she's a clearly. Oh, she's a tortoise parent. Yes. Um, which thing, is somehow way, way, way more sad than being a dog or a cat parent. <laughs> the thing about no tortoise parents are important because it makes people who are parents to dogs feel like they're actually doing something. <laughs> well, no, but here's the difference between tortoise parenting and dog parenting. Yes. Tortoises live your whole life and then some. Tortoises can live to be like 100 <gasps> years old. They'll outlive you? They can outlive Aww. you, yeah. They're, 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 they live for a super long time. So um, I would say uh, rehoming a tortoise, you got to f- make sure that the person you're giving it to isn't a fucking deadbeat like you and isn't going to give it away again because that tortoise is going to grow up unable to attach to, to other human beings because it's going to feel like it got just shuffled around its whole turtle little life. Okay, we have a lot of these to get through. So sorry, tortoise mommy, but we're going to have to move on. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? I'm feeling a little groovy right now, and I wanted to talk to you about dad grass. Cool. I just drove by their billboard here in Los Angeles, California, and there's a big old picture of George Harrison on there, and it's really cool artwork, and it's because they have this, like, all things must pass blend that they made Mm. of... Oh, I'll just tell you what it is. It's a special blend of CBD and CBG along with a collection of toking accessories and you smoke this stuff and it doesn't make you too stoned it just makes you feel good and they've got this whole package with the george harrison album that's called the all things must grass collection i love the stuff they're 100 organic pre-rolled joints are very low in thc and high in cbd so you can enjoy the effects of cbd while keeping a clear head and dad grass knows you get by with a little hemp from a friend that was a Beatles song that they're referencing. And that's because, like I said, they've partnered with the George Harrison Estate to create that new CBD and CBG blend and accessories called the All Things Must Grass. It pays tribute to the man who always let the good times roll. All Dad Grass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. So if you're looking for a new buzz or a way to chill out and enjoy an old favorite, Dad Grass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Dad Grass is offering our listeners 20% off their first order. When you go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. Go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yamash. 
I want to suggest something to you. Yes. You should go on to Talkspace and find a therapist that will help you uh, say yes to me more often and to be just more chill in general and to let me do things the way that I want to do them. Uh... Does therapy work like that? Can you do targeted therapy where you try to enforce something externally on your partner through a therapist? No, but I know what you're saying, and I think that I agree that you also need a therapist. Well, good news for everybody. It's never been easier to find a therapist that can work with you and your schedule thanks to the people at Talkspace. You just go onto their website. You tell them exactly what's going on. Everybody's got something going on. Anxiety, stress, depression, relationship issues, uh, not being chill disorder, which is what I think you might have, Natasha. Well, also, uh, haha. Thank you. I also think that, you know, there is a time to talk to your friends, but sometimes it's nice to talk to a professional. 100%. The whole, the beautiful thing about a therapist is that they're not you and they don't know you and they don't care. So they're outside of you and they can help you get perspective. Not that they don't care, but they don't, they're not in your life. They're going to exactly. get perspective on your problems. And we all have problems. And Talkspace makes it so easy. They've got a 24-7 text, audio, and video messaging feature. You can talk to a licensed therapist without even needing an appointment. If thoughts and emotions are piling up, a fresh perspective can help you feel better. Match with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and use promo code HONEYMOON during sign up and get $100. Did you hear that? $100. Bucks. I $100 love it. off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code HONEYMOON. Don't wait to tomorrow to start helping yourself today. It seems like after having children, sex has become a chore to my wife. How Mm. do I change that? Well, that's interesting because that's what his point of view is. It's not just that it's, it's, it's not that it's a chore exactly, but it's like we're busy. You know, like my husband doesn't even want to bring me coffee on Mother's Day. So... Here's the thing. I go to sleep early because I have to get up early with my child. So if you want to have more sex, and I'm talking to you, Mosh, here's here's what you do. I'm actually good. You give her those nights where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to watch Star Trek the next, next, next generation again on repeat. There's no such show. While she's still, she's going to bed at 11. Oh, what a, what a pussy ass bitch. That but is how the I reason talk. why I'm going to bed at 11 mm-hmm. and I'm making this about us mm-hmm. is that I know I've got to get up at 630 or 7 mm-hmm. and I don't want to be tired because I've got a lot of things mm-hmm. I have to do after I bring my kid to school. So I'm just saying, you know, the more you luxuriate and give your partner this kind of like mornings free. What on that earth kind does of this thing, have to do with this guy you getting have laid? more sex because nighttime, you know, guys want to have sex at midnight and the woman's like, uh, I need to go to bed. I'm when they're already guys, like strategizing. When you say guys and the woman, I think you're talking about you and me. I'm just saying, you know, having more of a luxury of time mm-hmm. affords you more space for sex. And I think a mom doesn't feel like she has that a lot of times. And so it's challenging because like a lot of times you're like, you tell me, you're like, well, you go to bed early. And I feel like I'm almost like, cast aside as like not a cool person but i go to bed early your bizarre self-consciousness this has nothing to do with sex i have a feeling his wife does the same things why why do you think that because every mom i know does the same thing Mm -hmm. except they go to sleep even earlier than me and it's because we're tired so you're saying you think this person's wife is tired and that's why the sex has gone down. Here's what yes, I here's, I do. Here's what I would say. I would say leaving Natasha's um, self consciousness about the fact that she goes to bed early and has done so since well, way before we had children. Well, and it's big, always and it's always been true. And it's always been true way before we had kids. Um, I like to go to bed at midnight, but now with a kid, I go to bed around eleven. Whoa, that's so. It's that hour that is creating the uh, unbelievable sex desert that the mm-hmm. two of I, us have. When do you like to have sex? I like to have sex at three thirty in the morning. No, you. Like like to have sex at about 12 30 no i like to have sex at night you like to have sex in the morning that is the thing but i'm um i don't know how you and i could have more sex i what we're supposed to do it four times a day i like i, I literally don't understand <laughs> what i'm supposed to not watch star trek the next generation in order that we get a fifth fuck session anyway i think this person my opinion 
you're probably right that it's tired, that this person's tired, and that will wear off, I think. I think that as time goes by, that, uh, that you know, the tiredness will go away because the kid will be in school and things will start to write course a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that the sex will come back, but I think it's important, as I think you think, that you never have a sexless marriage because sexlessness leads to, like, it becoming a phenomenon in your relationship. And once you stop having sex, you, you said this yourself, once you stop having sex altogether, then it can become this thing. And then you're like a year in and you're like, we just, I just don't have sex with my wife. That leads to divorce, infidelity, Especially all that if they stuff. have options. If they have options, your days are numbered. But here's what I think about yes. this question. This needs to be discussed out loud. You can't just, his question is, how do I change that? Well, you can't change your wife. You can't walk in and be like, you know, we're going to be having more sex now because she doesn't want to. But you can start to infuse the conversation with some openness. Go to a therapist or, or if you're scared. And if you're not, just direct. Say, how can I, I would like to have more sex. And I know that that's not where you're at. How could I make it our relationship so that you want m- m- sex more often? So that I you already feel- told you how. Bring her coffee in bed three days a week. Mm-hmm. I would like some. I would like to go every other day. To re to restate, I'm good. I'm having enough <laughs> sex and I'm happy. I'm right, not honey. the right the guy that wrote no, in. I know. All He's right. a different guy. Let's move on. I, no, sorry. I just I, I just think that there's like I I want to emphasize and re-emphasize like sleep sleep Mm -hmm. is important and if you're kind of like bearing the brunt of like a lot of the extra labor like having to get up and make the coffee and the The breakfast and the lunch and the snacks and pack them and have them all ready to go the whole subtext of this is that moms do everything dads do nothing and that is not a characterization that i accept reason why i wanted to do this um, podcast that's a honk of shit to me i hear you but i'm just saying you know like my daughter's my daughter's uh Mother's Day card to me. Thank you for taking care of me. You take such good care of me. I bet Daddy, her hers to you would be like, you're so fun. Thanks for always letting me have fun and giving me candy. Why does she sound dumber? Why does she sound dumber when she writes me the thing? You I'm know what's funny is the, the first. My main goal is to just take care of her. You know what's funny is the first draft of that letter that she wrote was. You'd be surprised and probably gratified to hear it said, "Thank you for always taking care of me." As you know, Daddy does not. He is often checked out watching Star Trek: The Next Generation. He goes to bed at an unreasonable hour. You know, Natasha likes to tell me to go to bed, and I'm like, I'm 42. I put myself to bed, or my mom comes over. I know, over but and puts sometimes I'm. Sometimes I'm like thinking, you know, I'd love him to get up because you can't go to bed at 4 a.m. and get up at 7. I go. I to, let you sleep in every morning. That's just simply not true. But I love you and I hear I don't know what to tell you. Did, did you sleep in this morning? Did I sleep? I happened to go to this party until two o'clock in the morning last night. All right. Well, you let were me suppo- check in next time we do a podcast and we'll see what <laughs> I, if I was like, oh, did I wake up with the kid today? The whole thing is. When's the you, last? All right. You, you no, I went bed. out of town for two days. You go to. Yeah, I, I you, know. That's you, true. I did. What do you mean? You, I didn't bring it up because that's not I don't uh, pack my grievances into a briefcase to await our podcast recording. But yeah, Natasha, the two days pre- prior to Mother's Day went away to a desert hot spring that's resort true. to go you, pamper herself and i took care of the kid that because was cool I, and i you know what that's what you should do to your wife i do do that to no, my wife i'm talking to this guy i'm talking to the the listener it doesn't do any good brother let me just tell you you, you let her go and she'll come <laughs> no, back and start so complaining cool about, about what time you get up and the shows that you watch to put you to bed so you know what the truth is i think you should just become an incel like me okay here's a good one and i'm gonna be I want to clarify. Yeah. You and I have a very good sex life. I'm, f- I'm happy. No, with I it. know, but I was just recognizing like, no, you I, know. I just made a couple jokes where I said we're in a sex desert and I'm an incel. I have the vibe of an incel and I use the language of an incel, but I have sex every single day. All right. Okay. So here's a question. How to encourage my husband to do some reading slash research into parenting? Oh. This one's easy. Yeah. You... Together, read a book about it, and you That's have to be cool. really committed to it. I like that, and you have to research what the right book is. I think you and I have read a couple books together. I, I we definitely did before she was born. I also have a suggestion, which is to find some books that are written to fathers and not and not general parenting books, because I found uh, I found that myself responding to those and and uh, 
So I, what and was also the one you liked? Eat, sleep, poop. Kids poop or something? Kids poop. And then another thing I would say, because men um, are uh, incapable of reading books, is uh, try podcasting. Try some podcasts about parenting. But that are not mom podcasts. Because honestly, I find mom podcasts to be a little annoying. And yeah, if you find a, a, a parenting podcast from a father's perspective, I'm sure it's out there, that that could be a cool one too. And you guys could talk about that together too. We're a parenting podcast. Just listen to our podcast. There you go. That's a great idea. Listen to this podcast. My good friends and I both have four-year-olds. I like my friend and my kid, but not their kid. What do I do? That'd be funny if she's like, I like their kid and my friend, but not my kid. But this is a hard one. What do you do? I know. I, I, I was going to have you answer this one. Because um, I don't really know. I'd like to know. Does your, I really think it doesn't matter. Uh, I think. I mean, here's what some of my friends do who I like their kid and I like my friend. They just want to hang out a lot without the kids. So mm-hmm. you can just be like one of those people. Well, I would go the other direction. I would say does you, the question you should be asking is not do you like the kid? The question you should be asking is does your kid like the kid? Because if your kid likes the kid, then you got lucky enough to be able to have a friend who you like to talk to, what the fuck do you care if the four-year-old that that is hanging out with your kid is annoying? Unless they're like destructive or... Or yes, they're probably giving your kid bad habits. So I actually don't recommend this. I recommend it. I think you got lucky enough to be able to hang out with your kid and with somebody uh, to be able to hang out with your friend and your kid has somebody that they like. Who cares if that kid's annoying? Also, here's a big one. Mm-hmm. Similar to... Let's just keep trading phones back and forth. Similar to... Um, to uh, the sex question, this is going to change. That kid won't be annoying forever. That kid will probably chill out. What? Kids change. They rapidly and often You got change. better, but I mean, I've been around tons of kids that have only gotten worse and worse. This is a four-year-old. So? So you think when a four-year-old's annoying, they'll always be annoying? You don't think they grow up a little bit and become cooler? Mm, I guess they could. They do. It's okay. it's common. Okay. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Natasha? Um... Hmm, maybe we could do one more. I have to go. Well, let's go. Okay, let's do one more. This okay. is a hard one too, though. My daughter has always been a terrible sleeper to the point where we now co-sleep. Mm-hmm. Help us unring this bell. I like that phrase. Well, unfortunately, the answer from my perspective is um, not easy. <clears throat> what is it? It's like there's no such thing as a terrible sleeper. There's only a weak parent. Ah! <laughs> And you got Moshe, you, you can't say that your kid just because I mean, just because you have an easy time. All I'm saying. OK, look, that was overly prescriptive and I'm sure it's not true. And I'm sure specific people have specific situations. What I'm saying is getting your kid to sleep in its own bed. And this is wisdom straight out of eat, sleep, poop is really about you and your emotional connection to how horrified you feel when your child screams uh, when you put them down and so you feel so weak and so sad and so emotionally entangled with the kid that you run back in and and comfort them so this w- is like cucks only do this well no every parent does it to some degree because you run in because you love that that child so much you can't help yourself the problem with that and again this is just an opinion i'm not a parenting expert but i did read it from a pediatrician parenting expert from this book the problem is every time you run back in you undo all of the work that you did to try to get them to sleep and the whole thing starts over so the the way to get your kid to sleep in its because because your kid will sleep in its own bed eventually that is a natural state for a person to sleep in their own bed they they don't the, it's not natural for a kid to sleep with their parent when they're and sleeping f- with a kid is annoying well hold on let me finish that sentence just to make sure nobody gets pissed off it's not a natural state for a kid to sleep with their parent when they're sixteen right right that's we all agreed on that so at some point we have to agree that kids sleep alone at some point right. At this point, it's impeding on your freedom and your life. So you want to be able to sleep without your kid in your bed. This is a good time to start. You have to start being tough. Your kid will not die if they cry for hours in bed without you. Mm -hmm. They won't die. They will eventually fall asleep. Every night our kid's like, it's dark in here. I hate the dark. I hate being alone. Tuck me. You forgot my chin. Tuck in my chin. (laughs) I mean, if I was like a little weaker... You know, I would just be like, and also, I, I don't know. I, I do think. I'm sorry for saying, we're sorry for saying weak. We don't mean weak. It's natural. I got to say, though, if I wasn't married, I probably wouldn't be able to like keep, be that to strong. Do it. Well, I if I hadn't read this book, 
And the logic of it made so much sense to me, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it either. But Moshe I just, has read one book on parenting and he is going to lord it over all the listeners. I'm just saying this book changed my life because it had such a, a, an exact breakdown of how to do it. Of how to get your kid to sleep in its in its own bed and to stay there. How you do it. You don't do it all at once. It's not a um, cry it out cold turkey. It's you put your kid in. There's a whole system. I don't even remember it because my kid sleeps in her own bed uh, now. So just read that book and do that system. But the the thing is to be to have discipline and know that yeah. it's going to feel like hell and like you're a, a terrible parent, a terrible person. You're allowing them to cry and suffer, but it's not true. You're actually allowing them to grow. You're allowing them to grow detached from you because that is the job of the parent is to teach them how to live on their own, even in minuscule little ways, even when they're really young. You give them a little bit of freedom, and I think that's normal and natural. And it's funny how discipline hurts you sometimes. Totally, because you want all you want to do is coddle them and cuddle them. The ultimate example to me is she mispronounces words, and I find myself not teaching her the correct word because I like it, but my job as a parent is to teach her how to pronounce words. That's a that's part of it, right? So she says, I did it by purpose. When she, I didn't do that by purpose, and I love it so much that I wanted to keep saying she did it by purpose. But really what I'm supposed to be doing is it's on, it's on purpose, honey. I'm a man. I'm supposed to explain things to, to women. That's sort of my job. I wish she still said I'm snarry. Oh, that was the best. Snarry. We didn't let go of snarry for a while. The truth <laughs> is you're right. You're right. They do pick it up on their own and eventually they drop all those cutisms and eventually they become teenagers probably and they smoke blunts with you and you don't have to hide your stonerism anymore. They smoke blunts and go grab your tortoise from the neighbor's house that you left it to and then they come back home with the tortoise to see that you, mom and dad are fucking because you got your sex life back on track. And so everything will happen according to its plan. All right. Well, I hope we got enough answers. I think to we everyone. did. And uh, this has been a great episode. If you have any other questions about parenting at all, pre-order Natasha's book, The World Deserves My Children. Yeah. Where can they find it? Uh, Well, this is cool. I posted a link on my Instagram and you can actually decide what bookseller you'd like to go to. Oh, that's really neat. You can go to an independent bookseller. You can go to Amazon. Oh, I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm not trying to support independent booksellers. So Amazon. Awesome. Um, You can go uh, eventually to iTunes when it's on audiobook. Audiobook. Oh, can you hear Natasha's voice? Say it again. Say the world deserves my children, but like real sexy. The world deserves my children. You're going to get to hear that dulcet tone in an audiobook for hours at it. I mean, fuck, that is amazing. That is so, what a, actually, we should, you should be lucky enough that we allow you to pre-order it. Okay, so you're welcome. Natasha, we got to go, but I got to tell you something. Despite it all. Yes. I love you. I love you too.